1: Unmute. Y'all saw my messy room real quick. So I'm here today. Welcome to the Artist Exchange Radio Show. If you have never tuned in before, I'm your host Nate Cowser. I am here. I am uh I'm ready. This week um, has been one of the toughest. Um, Aside from it being one of the toughest, it is one of my favorite weeks. Um, It is teacher appreciation week. And today is the last day for teacher appreciation week. But I think you can go until Sunday, technically. Um, And I think every day of the week should be teacher appreciation day. Uh, However, that doesn't happen. Uh, so if you your child has a teacher, if you are a teacher, if you are a student, please reach out somehow Monday morning bright and early and just, you know, text them. Most most times you have your teachers, uh, your children's teachers information. If you know one of your friends that are a teacher, if you, you know, one of your family members or friends or neighbors are a teacher, do something nice for them, get their grass cut or pay for their stuff in line or treat them out to lunch this weekend, whatever you may do. And I'm not just saying it because I am a teacher, but because I am a teacher, I know how difficult it is being in a classroom and um, it's hard. Um, These young people, and we, we can't just blame everything on this pandemic, but this pandemic with them being pushed into and forced into rather um, by the pandemic, not by people, but by the pandemic, uh, being pushed into a space of, um, what was I gonna say? Of a virtual platform. A lot of them have lost a lot of their social skills. Um, Some of them were lacking already, but a lot of them have lost a lot of their social skills. Uh, being in a house behind a screen for so long, many of them educational wise, educationally wise, as well as how they retain information. A lot of them are struggling and consistency is the key. So if your child brings on homework, please don't wait until Sunday night and rush them through it. Um, Please take a moment to look over their work, make sure they're doing their work, periodically check in with their teachers or the school, just to make sure they're doing all that they're supposed to be doing. Because I know sometimes we all get busy and we overlook things. We don't return phone calls that a teacher or administrator or therapist may make to you. Please return those calls. It is very important. A lot of your young people are suffering more so than ever before. And it's not just about resources or lack thereof. They are struggling coming out of this pandemic, even after all this time since they've been in school back full time. Um, A lot of them are still uh, struggling. Um, And we can't keep letting our children matriculate through a system and not know things. You know, um, I had to give assessments this week and a lot of our students are on grade levels low, much lower than this in terms of their aptitude for like math, or reading, or uh, uh, writing skills. They're far below those things. And I know for me, it, school was difficult because I had really bad attention issues. But I didn't, I didn't go through a a um, pandemic, so I didn't have an excuse outside of you know, just it being difficult. These young people have that as an excuse, but there's no reason for them to stay that way. Um, As parents, we can't keep on um, applauding bad behavior um, and overlooking it and being combative with teachers who are forced to be disciplinarians in the classroom. And the way the system is now, you can't just send your child to a classroom the teacher has to, in the moment, start what they're doing, write up a, a child or take a note, send a form. They have to fill out a referral form in the moment to send your child to an office just so a parent-teacher conference can be made. So imagine you having 20-some kids in a classroom. And. Uh, you got two or three children raging in the moment. And i use the word raging because there's no other explanation for it. And part of what students are doing is I'm going to make this teacher angry. I'm going to frustrate them so they can get fired. I'm going to push them to the limit. And this is their rationale. I, I was told that by three students a day, they're going to get me fired. And this is the the rhetoric, this is the type of information that you are given and passing down to your children when you talk bad about the people who spend eight hours out of the day with your child. Um, When you talk bad or disrespect a teacher in the space of communicating with your child and you're talking about the people that you probably don't even know or or rarely have met or had a, a... conference with or a conversation with, Um, and I typically don't like starting a school at the end of the school year, at the middle, and I don't like doing it because you are forced into a space of having to catch up wherever they left off from or whatever they were missing. I like to be there at the beginning of the school year, and it was my fault. I made a decision mid-school year uh, for me or at the end of the school year for me, and I just didn't know it would be this difficult. In terms of me coming back, and I hadn't been, I hadn't been in an actual classroom since uh, the pandemic happened. Right before the pandemic happened, a lot of what I was doing was, um, in the summertime, I had really small groups of like three or four students um, that I was working with, Um, and during the school year, I was doing some virtual um, teaching. But being physically in a classroom is much different um, because you can pause a child and resume or you know flip them out the room but you can't do that in a regular the rules are set up where you have to do paperwork in order to send them to the office now you can't simply send them to the office and have them reset because what they do is bring them right back to the class and you have them acting out and acting up and you're trying to teach a class and teach a lesson and you barely get through the lesson because they just are uncontrollable um so that's my gripe (laughs) For the day, my great moment, but just checking on, on your students. Ooh. you
0: muted again.
1: Today is just not the day for me. Um, checking on your students, checking on them, checking, check in on the, the school, you know, right now teach, uh, parents aren't allowed to come into the building. I get that. I understand that. Um, that's just because of where we are right now with things. So we can't just go back into the, the, the building, you know, often parents have to meet their children outside. We can not schedule. They have certain designated spaces where um, parents can come into the building and meet with a teacher and a child, um, but then those are limited um, and they still are trying to restrict that. And I think it's a healthy space. I think the school building is less chaotic and volatile, you know, outside of dealing with the, the children themselves. Um, but having parents in the building, you got parents fighting each other. You have parents wanting to fight the the staff or the faculty or the teachers um, So I think it's a, a, a calmer space because of it, but it is taking a lot of eyes off of, of availability of parents to be able to come up to the school and be able to sit in a classroom. You know, um, I remember, you know, getting in trouble. My mother worked at my elementary school as a teacher. So I remember her, you know, being able to come right to the classroom and deal with me. Or, you know, a parent being able to sit in a classroom in the back of the classroom when a child was you know, misbehaving. Those days are, I don't know if they're completely gone, but they're gone right now. But um, I know everybody's busy. Everybody's trying to catch up and get back to a sense of normalcy. But this, don't just leave your children at a school for any reason. Not to say that your children aren't safe, but your children do things when you're not around that they would not do if you were around. Um, so keep in communication. Another thing, I know cell phones are very accessible, more accessible than they've ever been before. They don't belong with your children. If there's an emergency at home, you are to call the office. You are not to call your child in the middle of a day because you're in another state and your, your baby mother don't let you see. No, all that stuff is crazy. Your children are sitting on that phone, texting and playing games and doing stuff inappropriately on a cell phone. So give them structure and give them rules for what those cell phones are used. And when a teacher or faculty or staff member brings it to your attention, please don't argue with them. Just follow the rules. You know, um, but that's it. I I just, I, I forgot why I had left and did not want to come back uh, and I quickly in this last week and a half have realized why um, and we only got a couple more days left so I'm trying to get through that but I also am trying to wrap my head around what is happening in the space of parenting nowadays um, but with all that being said we have a interesting show. Well, a, I, want, I got a question. I wanted to get, get Go ahead.
2: you to get all that out because I know that was sitting on your heart. Yes, it was. It was I told you. But I understand um mm-hmm. your frustration. And mm-hmm. but what I never hear from anybody in the teaching realm is any success stories. I've always I'm always hearing the negative. I I, well, I would like to hear some success stories too in the mixture because it can't be all failures.
1: Well, it's not well, see, behavior and education unfortunately goes hand in hand. And if your behavior, you have individuals who are very intelligent, who have behavioral problems, whether they have an IEP or a special need that they are facing or struggling with, um, like dyslexia or attention deficit disorder, so on and so forth. Something that needs to be diagnosed. It makes it more difficult for there to be a success because the behavior is not being... Um, Consistently handled, so Mm -hmm. we can reset. So why is it in the
2: virtual environment? um, Uh Is it not easier to remove the issue, remove the problem? Because I would think, say, for instance, if you have an Mm -hmm. unruly child that's disrupting you in the middle of your process while other kids are engaged, you would be able Mm -hmm. to remove them from that meeting. Because you can't just remove them
1: anymore. They won't allow you to do that. Because wouldn't it does. The, the rules and regulations now, like when we were in school and if we acted up, we had to go to the principal's office. Right. But that's what that I mean. But wait, why wouldn't you be been, able to
2: remove them from the class so you can proceed with the teaching of the ones that are paying attention and, and then refer my, them to the office?
1: That's my that's my argument. But now that process from them getting from your classroom to the office is now a bunch of paperwork or. Most most schools, if not all schools, now have a uh, a few school therapists. Okay, I guess
2: what you know, I guess what I'm um my question was more for the virtual environment. Okay. Now well, it's the, the, the same physical it's the same
1: process. So the same rules apply. You still have to do the, you have to do paperwork. There was always, it wasn't necessarily a class A, mm-hmm. but there was a, so your child could log out of that classroom and have to log into another classroom mm-hmm. where there was someone waiting to be able to monitor their behavior or if they were having tough times. There was still a, like, they could just go from this Google room to this Google room. Mm-hmm. And that, that room Which was like... Something um, like going to the office but in a virtual environment. But but going to the office is now the very last resort. Mm -hmm. Now you have to send them to the therapeutic officer or a therapist or um, their their special rooms that they designate for problem children, mm -hmm. but they're only in there a few moments and they have to come back to the classroom. And then they have to act up again. Then you have to like, after three times, then you can write a referral for them to go to the office but i have to stop what i'm doing to physically write a referral for them to go to the office by that time they are out of control and do you really think a child that's out of control is going to sit and wait for you to write up a paper for them to take to the office like the mentality and i get what you're
2: saying uh for the paperwork for the physical environment i guess my 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 approach was particularly to the virtual environment, because-
1: What I'm saying, that's the same, it's the same process. But you didn't kick them out of the
2: class, perceive the class and do the paperwork afterwards?
1: You said, can we, we can't. I have done it, but we're not supposed to. We're supposed to go through the same process as if we were in in in-person learning. There's not a difference, they don't Mm -hmm. treat it differently.
2: I think so. I, well, then that needs but to be brought up to the school board because that's something that shouldn't take place. If if you got a whole entire classroom, how many people were typically in those virtual classes?
1: Uh, it could be between twenty five to thirty. Okay, roughly, my point exactly.
2: So if you got twenty five mm-hmm. kids in a classroom, one of them is acting up, doing stuff inappropriately. Yeah. So you hinder the class by having to deal with this one child. Not saying mm. that child shouldn't be dealt with, but that child shouldn't be dealt with in the interruption of classwork.
1: Right. And that's and the the frustration, why a lot of teachers get so frustrated because imagine trying to control one kid and now you have all the other kids watching. Are, okay, well if he getting away with it, I'm watching the behavior.
2: And that's what they learn. That's what they learn for today is that behavior is acceptable to a
1: point. Yes. And that's that's what the system now, the way it's set up, that's what it's saying. The teacher has to manage that. You you have and to figure a, that and, out. And that's
2: why I asked about removing the class. I'm a child, because that child should have been removed. Click out of here and I'll deal with from? you later.
1: And a but lot I'm gonna of, teach this class right now
2: because that's what I am, an educator.
1: Right. <laughs> I, I can admit. I have I have kicked the child out of virtual classroom, but that would be real life. If you came into my Zoom meeting,
2: I'm having a Zoom meeting and I'm instructing a whole bunch of people on something Uh, like this. And one person is unruly in this class, wouldn't mute their mic. They would get removed from the meeting because you are interrupting. So I can proceed with this educational lesson.
1: But see, they're they're handling these young children as if we're in a college setting Mm. or we're in an HR situation. And you can't handle children as if they're adults well, they because it's somehow. not the same I mean, type the real of... world. Right. Well, it's... Well, you would think that it would
2: be. But because... Being taught a lesson. You're being taught a lesson for the new, the new world.
1: Yeah, but there... All the responsibility is being put on the back of that one teacher. But that's what First I mean. Is, that's
2: why I said, but you shouldn't have to deal with it in that moment. I understand it's gonna fall exactly. on you eventually,
1: but it shouldn't yeah. follow
2: on you in that moment. You should be able to get that lesson completed for the rest of yeah. the ones that are here to learn.
1: And I agree. I that's that's been today, it all came to a head today for me. And that is exactly what my point is, you know. But you have the principal or I the decided. auxiliary staff <laughs> saying, Well, you have to figure this out. We can't just hold decided. them in the office or because hold those them are them in the, the
2: things that as a teacher, you know a better route of doing it. And you will only be able to show it by example. And if it would break a rule, then I would be the one that's getting fired because I'm gonna break the rule for
1: the right. That I've definitely been admonished and written up several times because I choose that route. Mm -hmm. What happens is it's not being followed up by the parents. So once the parents get involved, they now feel that they have to take up for their child. So they're not saying, well, what is the problem? How can we fix this? It's typically I've been asked that question you interrupting in my day
2: of my career. You know that that question
1: is this the sword you want to die
0: on?
1: Of course. But but again, Monty, <laughs> we grew up in a school system that is very different from the school system we have today. Certain things you can't say to children. I can't. I can't grab a child's arm. You not like roughly, but like you know how you touch a child just to mm-hmm. show like fantastic oh, I don't to touch me. a child. Just look like for the turns. Oh, well, but I, <laughs> I'm just saying that's that's how we were. We was raised as, as with with teachers who had a little bit more disciplinary power. Mm-hmm. We, teachers have less power, yet more responsibility to fix what was wrong. And I think that is so wrong. I think it's unfortunate. We most of these schools can't afford to have a teacher's aid in every classroom mm-hmm. that can help offset issues. Um, and certain school systems, well, I'm not going to say the school system, certain parents have not, now you have to get the 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 parents' permission in order to get them a one-on-one or an aid, And most parents don't want to do that because then they have to admit that something's wrong with their child. Right. But
2: that's the reason why I brought this up, though, because I guess it does mm-hmm. actually translate to the physical environment, too, because if we're sitting here talking about yeah. one or two bad apples out of 30, then that particularly is the problem because now you're holding back, you're still holding back 28 other children from getting that lesson of the day, dealing with two. I don't want to deal with the, I wouldn't want to deal with that, those two children now because you're Mm -hmm. interrupting. i got to get this lesson done. I have an agenda. And you got to get out of here so I can deal with the other 28, not leaving you behind, but we got to put you on a different path. Yeah, Because your past is not the but same Steve, as the other 28. And then
1: it's also different, too, because when we were in school, you had special ed, you had mm-hmm. behavioral issues, and you had the regular general students in, a, in different rooms. Now they're all in one room together. It's I understand not it. I mean, but that
2: also has something to do with that environment. Not everybody learns the same.
1: No. And
2: you have mm-hmm. to identify those people that don't learn the same as the, maybe if those two don't learn the same as the other 28. And and it might not be special ed. It's just that they have a different learning style,
1: or they may have emotional needs. Like they may have. They I, may but I always try like to hesitate home, or try yeah. to
2: give them a handicap. I don't want to give them a handicap because it might not be the handicap. It just might be the way they adapt to learning.
1: Well, well, and to, and and unfortunately. You have more children that are being neglected now than ever before. You have more children that are being abused, whether it be sexually or mentally or physically. A lot of these children are coming to school with real adult problems mm-hmm. on their shoulders, and they act out in class. So when you get what, down so, to it, because remember what I asked you,
2: what I told you uh, probably a couple of weeks ago that I would have thrived in the virtual environment, right? Yeah. And that's because I'm not, I'm not prone to learning from lectures. Yes, it fe- it feels very maternal, very parental, and yeah. I don't I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, it it feels very. I want to call it boss oriented.
1: Well, that's like and I'm that's being talked it, down to. Yeah, and see that that's how a lot of children feel. Mm-hmm. But part the part of that problem is now all of the responsibility is on the teacher to be who the vice principal used to be. Mm-hmm. to be also the teacher, to also be the first step to being, to having a therapist or one-on-one, that is all now being put on that one teacher. Now I have to do classroom management and be an instructor. So Mm -hmm. it often leans on the side of I'm teaching through the eyes of a classroom manager. Mm -hmm. So it feels very HR, very, like you said, corporate America. And it's very difficult to balance that when you then have 20 some children with four different learning styles, Mm. it becomes very difficult. And sometimes you, you are pushed to the limit this week. It was a little bit easier to deal with because it was pre teacher appreciation day. So every day they were doing something nice for the teacher. So like today we have massages throughout the day. So you could go into this room as many times as you had a free moment to and sign up for a half an hour massage. Now, if that happened every day, I think teachers would be a little bit more off edge, but that don't happen every day. It happened once a year, once a year and at the end of the school year. So I needed that massage today, but it's still a space of people not, uh, Coming to check on their children or return their calls. I had to call maybe eight parents this week. None of their phone numbers worked. None of them. Either the phone was off or the number was changed to something else. And they never thought to update their numbers with a place where their children are eight hours out of the day. Oh, man. So, Yeah. You should be a teacher, though, Monty. I think you could do it. Oh, no, I know I could do
2: it. (laughs) Actually, <laughs> know i could do it um I, I, I love providing structure and i love listening to my feedback especially from a student, from a student environment i love listening to the feedback of what you need because mm-hmm. if you ask that one question to a child they do have an answer
1: they have an answer and the right. older they are the more experiences behind that mm-hmm. question or answer that's where i got that from
0: that's where I got
2: that from asking a group of students, what was the most difficult thing about going to school? Mm -hmm. And it's that lecture environment, that lecture, you get it from home, you don't want to get it at school.
1: Well, it's, especially in our, I'm talking about
2: in our environment, like in our environment, as a black child growing up here, we dealt with lectures from our parents all day, all day, Mm -hmm. all day. That's what you got from school, that's what you got from home, you don't want to hear that shit all damn
1: day. Well, you're, and you but, become a volatile child. the, the though, your behavior is why I have to be in a lecture mode. But again, so if you adjust your you behavior, behavior. We would when you not get that be in lecture a lecture
2: environment first. You get it from home. So when you get to school, you feel as though this is my time to play.
1: Not in because my because I'm away bro. from that
2: lecturer. That lecturer being mom. That lecturer being dad. I'm away you're from it. You, you get call to call understand. It. It. Mm-hmm. The difference in your environment because at school, now you're around your peers, you feel like I'm about to become the class clown.
0: And then and you I'm get awarded for
2: saying. it in the yearbook. This is mm-hmm. the class clown. And everybody was striving to be that person or be but the most popular.
1: Was, there still was a level of I ain't going to cross that line. I may cross this I've line. I've seen but so but many people get suspended line.
2: and not give a damn because they knew what they were in for when they got home.
1: Yeah, because that was like some of them, and, and I But it felt that. like a
2: break. I say they knew what they were in for when they got home because it felt like a break. Your mother's going to be at work all day. I get a free period of three days of no bullshit from these people. Mm-hmm. And that was a breath of fresh air just for being suspended from school because
0: you don't care. That wasn't a penalty yeah. to you. Expulsion was different. Yeah. Because you didn't know what was going to happen. Right.
2: <laughs> when you have to appear in front of that school board with that suit on. <laughs>
1: But it's like, it's it's like nothing phases children right now. Like nothing. Saying I'm going to call home. Okay. You want to use my phone?
2: Like and That's because that's, these kids, what I feel like these kids today are not being lectured at
1: home. But exactly. That's my, that's why I say all that responsibility is now being put on, one, the school system. And mm-hmm. ultimately, all that trickles down to whatever teacher they have. That then becomes their responsibility. So when you're on it's an so elementary school I level.
2: See, I feel my my difference was that mm-hmm. I, I wasn't getting lectured at home, but I wanted to get away. Yeah. Not run away, but get away. Get away right. Yeah. I wanted to get out of school, go to school, so I can never feel the way I felt.
1: That at and I, and I get that. There are a lot of children that school is their getaway, mm-hmm. whether it be because they get to eat at school right. and they may not be able to eat like that at home mm-hmm. or they get compassion. Like when you yell at a child, you will be amazed at how they begin to have affection for you. Mm. Like they actually start developing affection because you are actually parenting them like they're getting that nurturing from you. From their favorite teacher, Mm -hmm. right? That's and and you often your favorite teacher is the one that's gonna cuss you out. Yes, and that becomes the person you feel a connection to. That person and I'm like, what the? How the fuck do y'all understand? (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah, especially for that child that is
0: seeking
2: that parental seeking that parental role because they're not getting that from home.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the class that I have right now, their teacher left at the top of the school year. And so they've had a string of substitutes come throughout and the substitutes leave because they don't have to be there. Mm-hmm. Like I hate the that we still
2: haven't talked about the successes that we went straight back into the next
1: <laughs> Well, no, but but see the the difficulty is the successes are buried underneath the behavioral problem mm-hmm. because they're not being addressed at home.
2: And that's what, but that's why I asked the question about the fairness, because I don't believe that it's fair to those that don't have that issue. They may have a yeah. behavioral problem, but it's, dug, it's covered over in their, their interest in learning. Yeah, we don't talk about them. Like I was, what I was telling you about last week, where I did have a group of students that said they are thriving, never had straight A's before, that have straight A's from working in this virtual, this virtual environment.
1: I mean, you have now are being sought after by colleges
0: and other high
1: schools. But you hear the same thing from a lot of employees too. There are a lot more employees that are thriving Mm -hmm. in a virtual setting because they have time to not worry about, oh shit, I gotta do laundry when I get home. I gotta- that work-life
3: balance
2: has totally changed, right.
1: Right, like you, like you I think you said, like you worked much better at home I than did. you did in the office. I totally did. For me, I'ma I'm be honest, I'm the total opposite. I did well at home, but I know I would do much better inner environment because i have to be there at a certain time which means i had to leave whatever i was doing at a certain time i'm, I'm not a- gonna say that
2: wasn't an issue i'm not gonna say that was not an issue yeah. not being able you know having to manage my schedule a little bit more stringently what was was, right. was difficult mm-hmm. but it was something i was willing to go to to still continue to have my work life balance.
1: Right. But and you thrived in that. And there's mm-hmm. just some people and I think I'm kind of I'm more on the fence with it. There are certain things that I could do that I needed. Like I needed to open up a studio space. I needed to do that because I did not I didn't have that structure at home. Mm-hmm. I had I was rolling over and there was a, a earring hook stabbing me in my leg at night. <laughs> and I just was like, you know, what? I can't do this shit no more. This got to get out. So you know, I just needed a better, I need more space. Mm-hmm. And I I can I do well if everything is in this one space right here and it's not my home. But I didn't do I, even as a teacher, I think it was a struggle for me because being in a child's space, physical space, will get them to listen a lot better than on a virtual screen. Mm-hmm. And most and throughout virtually, this is what you saw. This this is what you saw all throughout the virtual learning. Right, but see, I would like to see some statistics
2: on that though, even though you you weren't able to see them and they had their their camera screens. But what is the statistics on that? Even though they weren't looking or watching or having you watch them, were they Mm -hmm. present? Because I think that would only be reflected
1: in the grades. And then you and can determine how to see move that's what, from the here. See, for the, the, the children, it may have been for a lot of them, oh, this is so much better. I can sit in a bed with my pajamas on mm-hmm. and do my class. But for teachers, we, we're like comedians or live performers. We need that. But the interesting part, part is, of I'm thinking. looking at
2: you, look away from the camera and yeah. understanding why they want to point their cameras to the ceiling because you
1: want to point your camera to the
0: ceiling right now
1: (laughs) i do i really do so i i i'm one of those people that really i get what the problem is but also on the side for the instructors it is really ooh. Like I need for you to focus on me. Like, I wouldn't want we to staring see... me
2: either. I can't even rub my nose without you looking at me because you might think I'm sniffing coke or something. That is, that is what's happening. I just don't want to be stared at like this. This is
1: like, yeah, I, and I get that. I really, I but I again, I'm I'm on the side of me being taught. I need that freedom, mm-hmm. but at the as a teacher, I need your undivided attention because Understand I can it. tell Understand when it. you're it mm-hmm. off, I can I can look at you and say, "Oh, you're not in this moment. You everything okay? You good? You listening?" But that doesn't
2: even deter the fact that they might be listening. He's just not looking at you.
1: <laughs> yeah, but some some children you can give that level of freedom to. Mm-hmm. The majority of children you cannot. The moment you lose their attention, you lose them. I understand.
2: I I, I completely mm-hmm. understand what you're saying. But again, you have a lesson to to teach. Mm-hmm. and having to make your child that, that's not I don't believe that's your responsibility that is something that comes from home they yeah. know what their job is if you instill in your child your job is to get good yeah. grades it's why you get to live here yeah
0: and that's, <laughs> your that's job that, is to go to that's school that's the vocabulary this this. that I use that's though. why you get
1: to eat at night and see that's, that's the vocabulary that I use with children I always equate their job like this is my job Mm-hmm. to be your instructor but it's your job to be a student right these are your these these are this is your work week like it's my work week right so when you start talking to them like that then they have a more they have a sense of involvement and investment and we're all doing that's one thing that we didn't get when we were in
2: school is the real deal of what we were to expect when we got out of school but see that's and those that those eight hour shift that had, is not the same as seven being but in school see, for
1: seven that, hours is not the same as being at work for eight. But see, I, I went to I went to Catholic school, mm. so I the the fact that these children got to be to school, I had to be to school by seven o'clock every every day, a.m. Mm. Mm. And I didn't get out of school until maybe like five or six. Oof. So I and I went to school year round. What was so was that my after, teacher, um, after
2: school programs and
1: stuff like that? No, I just went to Catholic school. So our day started before, and, you know, and we didn't have, like, after-school programs. It was all a part of our school day. So the my curriculum. school day ended at five, and that's my my typical day ended at five when I wasn't playing sports. All a part of our
0: But, whew, this has
1: been tough. I'm just, I'm... I'm just going to say, and it's been so rewarding because I've never gotten praised so much in a moment for the work that they can see. Typically, principals don't do a lot of praising. A good principal knows how to balance it, but I've gotten, and I can tell the headache that this one class has been for the whole school this whole year because they haven't had a consistent teacher, Uh, but my
0: God, Mm, My God,
1: but today we have a number of hot topics. I'm going to ease up off the children for a second until next Friday. Uh, But we have a number of topics that we're going to get to today. And it's, uh, I labeled them the bad boys of entertainment. Um, A lot of them have been getting a a bad charge lately and just some stuff has been happening. Um, First up, we have Mr. Will Smith. Um now everybody has been joking and talking about Will Smith for weeks now. Almost it's been almost a month now. Um and we have every week or every other day we learn another one of his projects are being put on hold or canceled or you know indefinitely you know not coming back or not going on Bad Boys. I believe Bad Boys 3 i i am legend two um i think it's bright uh i have i've never saw that uh well, i didn't know much about that project but his uh he has a he had a comedy I, uh no it wasn't a comedy show it was a a netflix show that he was about to do that was canceled so a number of his projects are being uh cancelled uh and on top of that you know he's been banned for ten years now from the oscars which You know, I I don't think that will hurt him as much as Whoopi Goldberg said. I don't think that's going to hurt him as much because he never got an award before and he was still that successful. So I I think the fact that he still has his award, he still has his name and his integrity that's still somewhat intact. I think he still is going to, he will be fine. He has a great fan base that has been supporting him. What I did not understand was how ready people are to just cancel somebody when they're already down or kick them when they're down that, that old saying. Um, but people have been coming out of the woodwork with their, their anger and vitriol for the Smith family. And it's just, it's amazing to me. Jada's been, you know, deemed a home. The children are radically out of control and Will Smith is this, This softy, this big softy that's so emotional now. And I, I just want the people that look like him, the people that look like us, to just let up off of somebody. Like, you never know where somebody is mentally until something like this happens. Nobody would expect it. I think the frustration... And it's more. I think it's more frustration, misplaced anger, and frustration that people have for will and embarrassment. People feel embarrassed when a black person does something on that level in front of that many white people. We feel embarrassed for the whole black race. Meanwhile, we do dumb things all day long every day. <laughs> so he is so angry, mess- right?
0: Because why? Yeah.
2: Everybody in this 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 race thing, this this mm-hmm. this race—I don't even know the word to call it—because <laughs> this one and once man's actions, one slap, and an effort. It, you know what really gets me is that everybody is um, losing the fact that th- those two are. They're together. They're together. They're one. They're married. They're one. Whatever they go through as a couple is not really your business. But I understand you want to comment on it. But your opinions on how you would handle a situation and how they handle a situation is completely different because it's not your life. That's not your life. That's their life. They gotta manage a billion dollar life, and no Mm -hmm. one can understand that. Especially not me.
1: Especially not you. Six. None of us can understand that life. Right. And he seemingly have done a good job at trying to keep it together up until this point. And
2: keep hearing all of the rumors, all of the stuff. Like, I mean, they was giving, the gay rumors have been going, you know, for decades at this point. Right. Since he did Him the movie. Him and Dwayne Martin.
1: <laughs> no, even before that when he did the movie where he played a gay man. I mean, that's, that's what I'm, what I'm saying. It I'm just started. saying
2: all the way back to, the, I'm just giving Dwayne Martin as an example because of their friendship. They will always say that, you know, put yeah. them in that, that category. But mm-hmm. he came out on top by never commenting on it. Yeah. Just like yeah. now, never commenting on the slap. Mm-hmm. Let you continue to talk, do what you do. That's what y'all going to do because there's nothing I can do about it. But I live a billion dollar life and it's never going to be held up by y'all.
1: But I, but you know, the, what pisses me off really? We have the same thing. We have something just as horrific happen on the side of Tory Lanes and Meg Thee Stallion, and it's the exact opposite. We, we it's, it's, they are everybody's defending Tory Lanes and calling Meg Thee Stallion a hoe, and you know right. she's if, if she shot herself. Right, right. They have found the fragments of the the bullet that's still pieces of it still in her foot that were too small for them to extract. Mm. But this man slapped One person, millions of people were watching around the world, but one person and never had anything. This this Tory Lanez Lane's have had a string of incidents that he's been a part of, mm. and we still defend. We still, and I say we, because it's still the black communities defend him. I, it's just, it's a selective outrage for me. That's what it is. That's exactly. And what it I is. and I hate using that term so much because it's overused, but it's very selective.
2: Like what, I don't think what it's, do it's overused. I think it's used just about enough. I think everybody needs to know, and be told, and be lectured on when they use selective outrage, because you <laughs> well, know damn well. If somebody mm-hmm. said something to you and you did not like it, you're going to slap the shit out of it. And it it's not just, well, everybody feels that mm-hmm. way. Or they'll say it, but they don't have the nerve to use to do it. If, if that's the selective outrage of it all is because he did it and you did not
1: and they and, cuz had been soft this whole time and when he did something that went against that then that created another form of But outrage. that's because they put him on a pedestal in your
2: own in their own heads. Yeah. He was already on that pedestal and when he jumped down and fought back you were right. shocked. You but were I surprised. Think, oh this surprised. black boy right who never right. told you that he was nothing less but, but from the hood. Yeah.
0: <laughs> if and I not. believe him. <laughs>
2: Y'all didn't believe him. Y'all did not believe Y'all him. Took Y'all took that kindness for weakness that because he never cussed in his ramps, that means nothing. That just means he had other words to use an alternative. Yeah. But he is yeah. still Will Smith that grew up with an abusive father.
1: <laughs> and he's still a human being. Like it, and what is interesting, and I, I and Monty, I really think you would enjoy his book. They have an audio. I, I bought it for the first a book, first time for audio. And I've really enjoyed listening to him tell a story because it's his voice. Um, but his book, if, if they had read even a chapter of the book, it will explain all that has been happening mm-hmm. recently with him. And he how much do you take uh,
2: from your peers? How much yeah. are you supposed to accept from your peers? Basically, Chris Rock would have been, he's not my peer because we're not on that level. Chris Rock but is I keep, his peer.
1: But I how much saying, shit are you supposed to take somebody, from your peers? And at some point, maybe a few years from now, maybe 20 years from now, something's going to come out where, and in my opinion, something's going to come out where we get an understanding as to why he slapped him.
2: But I think we already got it on the fact that Chris Rock is not doing anything because he th- I think he understood why. Right. And on a level that we will never understand, he yeah. understood why Will Smith felt that way. Yeah. And he has has actually had to define that in this moment. Because you see, the only people that are talking is Chris Rock's family. Chris Rock says what he says in his comedy shows, but that's for his dollars. Yeah. But publicly, on a mic in front of everybody, there's nothing being said. I'm not pressing charges, is all he said. I'm not going to sue him. I'm not doing any of that. Because he understands what he did.
1: And I feel they like it was for comedic end. purposes, but he knew he was wrong. Yeah. And I hate all the speculation that has come up, but I really feel that there was a conversation before this. I'm not saying it was that night, I'm not saying it was it was in days, but I think a conversation had happened between them where it was I mean, like, when, bitch, can we case, talk about this?
2: I, I would love to agree with that, but if that's the case, then I think, I, I think they would have said at this point, it was planned. Before it ruins this man's, you know, this is no, money. No, no, I mean, no, I'm not although he feel as though he's gonna be okay, he's still losing money and
1: opportunities. I, I, but I meant in terms of, look, you know, we gonna be there tonight, and we know what the conversation was when I we was boycotting before. Like, man, this this lean up off us of for tonight. Like, I. Because I think that they were friends, not like best no, friends. Actually, but they were friends. I think they had still a a mutual knowing of each other where something had be. like to I said, they were point. peers.
2: I don't believe there was no friendship. I don't believe because in the past, things have been said in, yeah. in the street talk
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> that well, you have comedians. You know friends. Friends. Yeah. Yeah, and then and, and then and <sighs> it's hard.
2: <sighs> it's interesting that I, I I'm getting ready to say this though because I I I think they were on two different levels still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is a we're talking about a billion dollar family, and then we're talking about Chris Rock money. Yeah, it was still two different levels where you I would think Will Smith's friends yeah. with the sister Tom Cruise. Yeah, and not Chris Rock.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I don't. I don't agree with a lot of people. Well, I think um, here's a good he one. a, here's a good he one. He wouldn't have done it if it was a white comedian. He wouldn't have done it if it was this person or that person. Yeah, I but think, here's the thing. it's mm-hmm. still in the same lines of
2: friendship, try this yeah. one for a comparison. I think Will Smith would be friends with Kevin Hart,
1: but not Chris Rock. Think about that. Yes. Yeah. And you would you would think it would be the opposite but mm-hmm. I think that, that would is be more popular. In line. <laughs> that would be more like like you said with what what bracket he's in mm-hmm. financially uh connected wise this, mm-hmm. this his body of work in general yeah and i and that's the part that I have not seen, heard people speak on, but at the same time, I just feel like. He knew like just reading a room. That's one of the reasons why I don't like hosting. I don't I've been asked to do it a number of times. And it it has to be a a right situation for me to say yes. But I don't like because I'm I can be inappropriate funny-wise. And I don't like that awkward moment where it wasn't funny to everybody. And bitch, you never gonna get to do this again. That's why I want to do it. I know everything I, I, do I do is an insult, though. So get in. Yeah, but you, but you laugh at yourself before anybody else does. Like Thank you people laugh harder. It 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 chuckles you, and you don't give a fuck when they chuckle everybody else. Don't. I do not. I, I'm, I'm similar, but at the same time, I still want to be an actor. I still want to do stuff, and I don't want to ruin that by being mm-hmm. inappropriate. But that's me. But you no know, that's a that's a defense
2: mechanism of my own because I don't I, I, I can't rely on <laughs> no one else to make me happy.
1: Right. Period. Right. And if, if you if in reading the book, you can tell that has been a part of his process, moving himself from that space of having to be so concerned with what the public thinks, and now being in a space where He's just completely open. I think it's dangerous for you to be in spaces like that where you're completely open the way I think he is right now. Mm-hmm. So because anything could happen, somebody can say something and Billy from Will, Willie from Philly is going to show up and you don't want that person to show up. So I just wish him and his family all the best. I, I'm so glad that Jada has pushed on and said, "I'm gonna do my fucking show," and I'm sure those ratings are just as higher and probably higher than they were before. Um, I want them to leave their children alone, though. But people don't care. You know. You know what
2: I really hate about this whole entire situation because she gets mm-hmm. she get she's getting the anger of all of this, as yes. if. It's the wife's responsibility to make sure how man has feelings and emotions and, and, and to keep them in check. When that's yeah. an eternal process on your own.
1: But that's, and that's hypocritical of many of us because I know- these be, being, And with the hypocritical part is that they're not, none
2: of these people that I've noticed saying these things are married.
0: Right, yeah. And yeah. these people
2: have been married for 20 plus years. Yeah. And you can never compare your life to theirs. It was just,
1: so now the new rumor. Now the new rumor is they're getting a divorce. Like that's just but they've been getting a divorce for a decade. They can't do it.
0: What's the point? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's just Will already said man. if he divorces, they get divorced. He's never getting married again.
0: Yeah.
1: But I, don't even think, but I don't even think that's on the table. Like, it's just the fact that people are comfortable just putting stuff out there like that and not caring how it affects the real people, like the people that you're speaking about, how that really affects family, how that that's, that's stressful on somebody when you have the world speaking on your marriage in that way. And that's a part of that is you are a celebrity, so it's going to happen. But I don't believe in in just because you are a celebrity, you deserve this type of treatment. Whether it's true or not. And that's the and that's the part that I don't understand how I I, I don't get how strong they are because they've had to ordeal this from the very beginning. The very beginning. But that's I mean, but that's, I think
2: from our culture, if they really realized how far they were falling into the white o'clock. man's I'm just using it as because I'm not racist, but into the white (laughs) man's definition of a marriage versus the definition of your marriage. Right, right. Then they will finally take a step back and look at their own relationships and how they don't compare at all all. to anybody else's relationship. But you want them to live in the shoes of what you saw on TV. And that's not possible. You can't it's even good. compare it to the people that's living on TV. So, why would you want them to this fantasy couple? Because these people are fantasies to you and me, This is yeah. a fantasy life that we'll never experience. We hope right. to drive to get there,
1: but we're never going to do it. And, and accept these it. Don't, they, they, don't, they, they don't even know you're breathing, <laughs> let alone that concern with their life. Right. And as I said, we're living just, on a whole These two people came yeah. from the
2: ghetto and made something of themselves. And here we are. Because we don't like one incident
1: that they did. We tear them there no. do you realize I think how they're the looking at it? It. But I really feel like that is the source of all of this conversation. Mm-hmm. How dare they come from Baltimore and Philly, of all places, and become this power couple? And then how dare they have issues and how dare they raise their children to be free-thinking individuals? Because how dare they,
0: they defy
2: the odds? And the answer is because they can. They earn the right yep. to live and breathe
1: the way but they just they love want these two people. They, I mean, people have always joked them, but they were beloved people. Now, Jada Pinkett, Jada Pinkett ain't got but no But here's the interesting money. I'm gonna take this because I always smell. said
2: that this had nothing, this this incident right here had nothing to do with August Alsina. This slap had nothing yeah. to do with August Alcina and how us as a culture like to wrap everything from your past into yeah. your future. And the fact that this brought August, August Alcina back to the forefront is not, it's absolutely, it's absolutely wrong.
1: I can't even, I'm honest, I can't even think Because they can't believe she forgave, that he forgave her. Do you, do you want to know something funny? This whole time, I thought August Alcina was a rapper. No. I've I've never even heard this child's music for him to just keep dropping these songs about her. Mm. Like, I have no, I had no idea. And these are grown-ass people that are that are concerned with August Alsina. I really he thought, got, he, was I he, this, thought like he was a Rock rapper. Chris Rock said it
2: was for disrespect and nothing else. It was for disrespect. It wasn't because of August Alsina. He said nothing about that. That's not what Chris Rock said.
1: I don't even really think it was all about her having a ball hit. I think it was just like, nigga, why the fuck is you? We sitting right here. Why, like, why the fuck? <laughs> fuck with these white people. Talk about them. Leave us alone. Like, I I, I I, I, didn't want to read into it like everybody else was, but that's all I got from it. Like, nigga, ha yeah, shut the fuck up. That's how I heard it, though. That's the crap. That's how I heard it, though. And maybe I'm crazy, but that's how I heard it. Nope, I agree. I was watching it. I was watching it when it happened, and it fucked me up. Because I didn't know what... I thought it was a gag. I thought it was... But at, at the same time, when you look back, it's like, come on. Like, come on. <laughs> like, this, this stop it, but... I just pray, like I said, I pray for him, I pray for his family. I want them to leave his children alone because oh, I just shit. don't think they have the experience or the the background like Jada and Will do to be able to, like, you know what, fuck them. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's where their children are, though. Um because they were born into this. I don't think that they're as strong-minded as their parents are. But mm-hmm. I just want I just I think it's time to just let it go. I, I thought this Johnny Depp thing that we're going to talk about later would overshadow that, but I don't really know. Um, so what's the next story? Uh, Samuel, what's his name? Kevin Samuels? Now, I'm not laughing at the shit that, that they're saying about Kevin saying was like that, because I, I just, I don't disrespect the dead. Um, is he dead? It's, well, it's alleged that he died. I, I, I still don't believe. It. Say it again? <laughs> I just saw that. It, but, it, the, but it was
2: a question over the picture that yeah, said, if well, Because did. you
1: know they kill people all the time, and a person is yeah, still living in Greece. So it's really hard to really, uh, Allegedly, his mom has spoke out. I, I don't believe it. Until I see the funeral, I'm not, I don't believe it. I don't um,
2: know much of the man, but as much as I do know, I dislike
1: <laughs> but. No. and see his the controversy behind him is I think his approach was off. And and I a question his intentions. But everything that I hear messaging. about him when you talk
2: about a relationship is all it's 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 very
1: caucasian Um, I don't know. I think it's very, I think it's very from the perspective of how women typically talk about men. I think that's the part that was off to people. And I think that's the part that rubbed people wrong. And it's also probably the reason why they started equating him with being a gay man because it's really the way Black women talk about Black men. He just reversed it. And put women at the as the antagonist in this space. Mm. And when I tell you some of those, he would do the live interviews. And when I say that, should be so. It, it was. I thought it was fake. But Aggravating because
2: you can see the, the 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 anger. Yeah, in,
1: but the, time, in, the, it, in, in the, the comment, head, comment section, the anger would that be in the comment famous. section. I because everything is a reality show. I thought that's what it was. I didn't know he was really sitting here picking these women apart until I started watching it. I was like, why would you come on this show? And you've seen this shit. Like, me watching that, I would never go on his show. Not because I was afraid, but why would you put yourself in that type of space to be picked apart that way? Mm -hmm. Like, he was really, like, he was Iyala Van Zandt to, like, the millionth power. Like, his his honesty button was just broke and it shit was just coming out and he didn't care how he said it to you Mm. but i what i was interesting in this him in these reports of him allegedly dying um of course people are like uh i wonder what his wife thinks oops he didn't have one like it was just so many so many people just going after him but it was also weird because people were like, well, I never really agreed with everything he said, but you know, rest in peace, Kevin Samuels. I'm like, people are just, I need you to keep the same energy going. hypocrisy. If, That's what
2: if it, is. it was it's always hypocrisy.
1: If it was if it was the hate train, I need the hate train to just keep going. I need that to keep going. I need you to keep that energy going. <laughs> Had you have you ever watched any of his live um Showings? Uh,
2: no, I think I've always seen clips.
1: It's been so. This was who reported this? Uh... I think this ABC had did this. Was this ABC? No, this was not ABC. Uh, it says Campbell Samuels, a YouTuber who became known for his controversial relationship advice, has died allegedly. His mother confirmed to NBC News. I- how did we get it on NBC News? Uh, rumors of his death first circulated on social media Thursday night. His mother, Beverly Samuels Birch, declined to release details about what happened. She said she learned of her son's death from social media. Wow. Uh, that was a terrible thing for social media to put that out. I didn't even know. I hadn't even been notified. She said in a phone call on Friday, all oh, I'm doing is re- requesting that people pray for us. Wow. So I guess he lived in Atlanta. I mean, but
2: I don't think you can blame social media when they find out somebody's dead.
1: It's just so, it's, it's, I think it's jarring to people because it's that, so but quick. The reason why I say that is
2: because it's public officials, meaning fire you know, ambul- ambulatory med- medical the doctors at the hospital to tell the parents of somebody passing away, but if there was people there in his presence when he died, yeah, you can't blame them for not knowing protocol.
1: <laughs> well, I know he had a girlfriend, and it says it just says a woman, which is horrible because I think he has, he had a girlfriend. A woman in the apartment told officers that Samuels had complained about chest pain and that she attempted to help him, but he fell. Mm. The police report states the woman called 911. Samuel was taken to Piedmont Hospital. Police said when contacted Friday, the Fulton County Medical Examiner Officer said it could not confirm or deny any information. But I'm glad that that process is still the way it is. But somehow, somebody's going to still link something. But it's just so fast. It's so fast now, like, before the family even gets word of it, the media already has a story, and this shit is like, damn, like, that's why I don't trust when they say people have died or something catastrophic has happened. If if I didn't see Will Smith physically slap Chris Rock, or they didn't have those video clips, or I wouldn't believe it, because things get blown out of proportion so fast, and it just... People create their own narratives, but the story is still being reported as alleged and uh, questioned. Uh, but they said the first responders were performing CPR on an unresponsive man later identified as Samuel. Wow. Yeah. That's just, mm. So now somebody's going to try to take his face. You gotta watch some of the the YouTube videos though. They may take down his YouTube,
0: but like his family probably take it down.
1: It's Chris. This is the disrespect that people had for this man. They did not care. All the comments. I'm trying to see if it's anything. Somebody said it was a heart attack. Samuels, who described himself as an image consultant, shared YouTube videos to his more than one point four million subscribers discussing topics that include dating and relationships. His views, which many people on social media felt were an attack on black women, often sparked outrage last month, he was slammed over a video where he labeled women who are over thirty five as unmarried as leftover You. This man, he was, uh, he, I think he was worse than Tasha Kay and Wendy Williams put together. Mm -hmm. He was just outrageous, but uh, he did go after men. I think people just, uh, they only, uh, focus on the conversations or the interviews he had about or with women, but he did just as much towards men. I remember one, he, he, um. He was asking a man, he just came out and said, do you have a big dick? And that, it was just, it, I, I had, I watched it, but it wasn't something that I enjoy or I would admit to watch it really. Cause it's just, it was cringeworthy, but I mean, I hope it's a lie. I hope he is, you know, resting up and doing well, but, you know, condolences to his family. Um, you know, death is not an easy thing. Um, next up, we have, I believe, Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle. Now, there's a video clip of Dave Chappelle being rushed on the stage by what people are saying was a trans man. If you don't know what a trans man is, it is a Uh, a person that was born a woman who has transitioned into being a man. Now, that's the alleged part. Um, And it's being reported because of uh, Dave Chappelle's controversial statements about trans uh, individuals is what sparked this person. But they are saying that this person was armed with a gun and a knife. And I'm going to still say allegedly because we don't know that's just being reported. Um, You see uh, on the video, uh, Jamie Foxx rushing to his aid on stage. And the man, uh, in, once you see the cut to the man in a wheelchair, it looked like they fucked him up. Can you,
0: like, get back you in the middle? You said what? Back in the middle. I can't hear you. Get in the middle. Get in the middle? In the middle.
1: I'll get in the middle. I was like, what the hell are you talking about?
0: Right there. Appreciate it. Yeah. So it,
1: it, it looked like they really roughed him up after they got him off stage as well. But this story is sparking one, uh, over since the incident that happened between Will Smith and Chris Rock, many comedians have expressed their concerns over being attacked for telling offensive jokes. So I guess, Monty, my question to you, do you think comedians have a responsibility to know how to read the room versus not saying anything? Like, I don't believe they should not be able to joke the way they typically joke. But do you think they have a bigger responsibility to know how to read the room? Yes,
2: I do believe they have that. That I, what I don't like is target comedic, comedian, comedians. Mm-hmm. Target comedic laughter. Targeted, targeted comedy. Sorry, like they pick I mean. somebody in the audience, and, 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 and that no, that's not what they came for. Now, if your show was about that and you came, then all bets are off. And you, you know, everybody has you know the ability to get talked about. They tried that. I don't. I don't think I was. I knew you back then, but they tried that with me at a comedy
0: factory before.
1: Now they infamous for doing that, mm-hmm. but I'm not. And some of them not even funny. But now I am. I'm infamous for talking back
2: <laughs> and winning and winning because I don't I don't play. I mean, because I didn't come here for this. So if you want to bring me into the conversation now, you got to deal with my mouth, and
1: my mouth is vicious to anyone. But you know, part of me. So just slightly going back to the Will Smith, Chris Rock. That's what I felt about environment mm-hmm. Will Smith and Jada Pinkett did not come for a, com- a comedy they did show not. they came to win an award exactly and so in a comedy factory I feel like if you brave enough to go and sit within eyesight of a comedian you then you have to be brave
2: enough to deal with the repercussions yeah Again, that still goes back to the Chris Rock Will Smith situation, that if you are strong enough to do this, if you offend someone, then you have to be strong enough to deal with the repercussions. Yeah. I understand that you and this y'all want to act all civilized today. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Hypocritical of that. That notion right there being the real hypocritical point to be made after we watched cities burn for the past three years. Now all of a sudden, the, um, the Oscars is where we're supposed to be civilized? That's bullshit right figure so like and you know the the oscars are typically for, more so for the foreign people anyway <laughs> they, the win the they win most of the awards they win most of the awards it's not the people that we really know they, they they win the big awards but more foreign directors producers they win those oscar awards right right and to be hypocritical in the fact that all of those countries are fighting or their people are starving. And that's what you're worried about a for. slap. Yeah. And that's what a degrade, that's supposed to degrade your spirit because you watched Will Smith slap Chris Rock and that's breaking your spirit down while you walk out your house real pettily every day and step over a homeless person. I, I, I can't get
1: what you're hypocritical. Well, what? What, uh, what, I, what I did not, what, and, to this statement, many comedians have expressed their concerns. <laughs> I don't like come how comedians, whether they felt Will was justified or not, I don't like how they collectively have ganged up on Will Smith. Mm. A person who made a mistake or no. whatever it was. It I mistakes. don't like how they began. Mm. Like I didn't like um, I I, I get a Amy Schumer. She give me very current vibes. Uh, But the, what's the Black uh, lesbian comedian? Um, I was about to call her Cheryl Underwood. Mm. Um, Wanda Sykes. I didn't like how Wanda Sykes, they were talking about this word trauma. Like they felt trauma. Ellen DeGeneres felt trauma Mm. from this slap. Like they all felt so, so... It's so right, like, it, like, I just couldn't. I could, I like. I just felt like it was, and and I, I don't like when certain individuals pander towards a white space in that way. And I felt like Wanda Sykes was doing that in that moment. Like it, like be, oh, I heard her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like be upset about it. Be upset. Like it was. It it should not have happened in that space, but. I'm not saying these comedians ask for that type of stuff, but read the. I think they have a bigger responsibility of reading the room. Had he read Jada Pinkett's face when she rolled her eyes, I'm sure. And people keep talking about this long walk. I don't think that they were that far from each other. For them, no, not it was right there, favorite. sitting on the couch, right right below the stage. Right, like I just felt like you were you you sometimes comedians can be bullies and I know quite a few comedians and I just And that's feel where like, it comes from. That's yeah. where the that comedic
2: spirit comes from, from trying to be less of an outcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I
2: just feel like it just... Like we were talking about with the teacher stuff, that clown... Yeah. That class clown perspective in real
0: life. Yeah. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or, or it, they couldn't it, it, be as a child, they're over zealous with expressing yeah. it. As an adult, right? It it really just it just. I mean, we all think
1: everybody hates Chris. He was a weak kid. Well, that that was based off his real life. He was bullied as a kid, right? So and then he brought that bully mentality, brother, and he
2: probably doesn't even realize it that he brought that bully mentality into his comedy into real life.
1: Well, that's what they say, you know. People who become police officers probably were bullied as a child, or mm-hmm. you know that people yes. who become superiority community. complex. Yeah, yeah, yep, yeah. yeah. But that's that. That's everybody hates Christmas based off his real life, and exactly. it was in interviews I've heard him say it was worse than that. He just picked the comedic aspects out of it and made it a TV show because it that's probably would have I mean. been very dark if he would probably talked about what actually happened to him. But that's, that's why, why his brother... I, like, I, I remember watching
2: Everybody Hates Chris. That's why I'm still wondering where all these other 25 kids come from.
1: Well, no, no, no. He, he. well, when he made the movie, he said he had more than, he had more siblings in there. Yeah, them. it's but like I think, 15 of them. Yeah, but I think he did not want to pay them mm. to represent them and it. And it probably was just a budgetary issue where it would it probably fit that they had three children versus having to hire ten children or something? I think but, It
2: would have been funny if all ten of them. Now
1: it would have been, but it probably wouldn't have been a lot. You know, when you shoot with when you do anything with children, it costs you more money because you have to mm-hmm. get tutors and all that to be put on set. And they can't shoot for so many hours out of the day. So you you have these adults that can shoot all the time, and then these children who have a limited amount of time, but I think I think that's why his brother felt like he had to come out, which I feel like made the situation worse. It is. We um... he never heard his mother say nothing. They got this lady on podcasts and radio shows. Mm. We he never heard his mother say nothing. And this is the time that they choose to come out. But I think his brother made it worse. Like, you really, you really gonna fight Will Smith? You you are as big as your
2: brother is, but he knew that. But it was a, he was trying to be a comedian too because he yeah. would never be in the same room with both. Smith ever. My my, just like Tony can, Rock,
0: Tony Rock Oh yeah.
2: So he, came had the here nerve get a show, and my friend said, but that's what I'm saying. You had the nerve to actually act like this when Will Smith used to be your boss.
1: Yeah. Well, that's probably why. Because he didn't keep, he, was, he didn't have a recurring role. Well, he right. had a recurring role, but he lost the job. Mm. So <laughs> you don't have a job no so more. Of course you so would have act like
2: this now that he's not your boss no more. But if you was on one of his projects, you would have been, mom the word. You would yeah. have said a word. Because yeah. your paycheck would have been in jeopardy. All of us was a whole long time ago. You don't
1: work there no more, brah. No. Give it up. And that's where his anger probably coming from. Because they don't have that job no more. Will Smith hasn't saved him anymore. Mm -hmm. But it was—it was just because otherwise he went to
2: work since what? Um, What's the show called? Come on.
1: Uh, Was it All of Us or something? No, not that
2: one. The one before that one when he was the brother.
1: Oh no, that's not him. No, what are you talking about? With Rock. Oh yeah, no, 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 no.
2: You know, with um, the man was the garbage man.
1: Yeah, I know that that wasn't him. That was, uh, I think, that was Dwayne Martin, wasn't it? No, that wasn't Dwayne. His uh, the name, the guy' name was actually Rocky something.
0: hmm
1: Rocky Carroll. I think his name was Rocky Carroll. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm thinking of. I'm getting them mm-hmm.
0: confused. Yeah, his no, first role was
1: he all time. He's a totally different person. But they, but I, I just didn't, I didn't like the fact of how they bullied them, and I think it was worse. He he came, he did a show here recently, uh, Chris Rock's brother, Tony Rock. And my friend said that was that was the bulk of his material and how he was gonna beat up Will Smith. What else was he gonna do? And she said and she wanted her money back so bad, she said, because it was just horrible. Like you're not gonna do nothing. Like, what do you what are you gonna do? I see one of his other brothers that's not like in the limelight doing something. But boy, if you try I doubt it,
2: that
0: too.
1: You said what? I doubt that too. Yeah, I you not going, you I think he just was doing it just to promote itself. Like, boy, you ain't gonna do nothing. <laughs> will Smith will slap your ass too. That's what's gonna happen. But I I just can't. But I wanna quickly get to Johnny Depp real quick. When I say Have you watched any of the trials? I watched Johnny Depp, but it was very boring. This is the dullest trial I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I've never, and I I love watching real court cases. This is Mm -hmm. so boring. I mean, the lady is going to ultimately lose. I don't know how much they're going to have to bring up additional charges because I don't get her I don't get him winning like say Cardi B won but the lady has definitely they have so many videotapes and and so much of his staff that are speaking out against her it's gonna be undeniable I mean the videotape in the very beginning that they had came out where she said no who's gonna believe you Referring to who would believe that he would be a domestic violence victim, mm-hmm. and she she talks about I only hit you, I didn't punch you, I didn't hit you in your face, I just slapped you across is is she is i don't know what's going to happen to her, but she's not going to win. Mm-hmm. And I know part of me feel like her face has to hurt because she is sitting in that trial trying to look so somber and so sad. The, the whole interesting time. part is
2: that it's like it's nothing's gonna happen to her career because by the time um Aquaman 2 come out, this is gonna be finished and blown over because that's why they pushed the movie back again.
0: <laughs> and that's gonna be the interesting part to watch that. <laughs> Are you breaking up? And we're going to take a commercial break real quick because we don't know what's going on with them. Oh no! Right I'm...
1: Can am I back? Yeah. So uh, my name is Tevin Brown. I'm 30 years old i'm born and bred in baltimore 30. wow
2: yeah i guess so you're older than me though so
1: wow wow i was i was congratulating you
2: oh thank you i'm sorry but well, i appreciate it
1: <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i'm born in baltimore um i'm a music teacher so i teach music um, for a, a grade 6 to 12 at
2: ace academy Ooh. in hampton yeah i'm
1: gonna pray for you sir. <laughs>
2: Yeah, and I'm also a minister of music at Mount Hebrew Baptist Church. been there for five years. And, um, you know, in addition to that, I just do gigs from time to time. I have a band that I play with, and I also do some solo work. Mm-hmm. Um, really, whatever comes.
1: <laughs> it's, uh, I first met. Hopefully, hopefully he got it in of the picture. Okay, there you go. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with this internet in here. This is crazy. But we are back here on the Live on the Artist Exchange Show. We had a day of hot topics. We started with Will Smith. We brought it on around to Kevin Samuels. We talked a little bit about um, Dave Chappelle. And we ended it off with Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Um, it is is. Uh, I'm trying to figure out and understand what has happened. So, allegedly, uh, well, not allegedly, Amber, his Johnny Depp's wife, or soon to be ex wife, uh, I think they're divorced, they're, divorced they're divorced now. They're divorced now. Yeah, Yeah, so they're divorced now. She is alleging that he was physically abusive towards her. And yeah, a, a they're suing each
2: other for. Um, Defamation.
1: Defamation, correct. Defamation. So she's suing him as well.
2: Yeah, it's both. They both suing each other. Mm-hmm.
1: She. I just told you this. She lady, sued him, and he countersued. She sued him for defamation. Yes, he countersued. I just see that's the part that I missed. But so we're so she is alleging that he was physically abusive in their relationship. And because of the physical abuse, she has went on a campaign that allegedly she started with an online op-ed with what was the newspaper? The New York. It was the New York Times. She did this big uh, newspaper story on not necessarily their relationship, but putting herself in. A space of being an abused woman. That's where the countersuit came from. Say it again.
2: That's where his countersuit came from.
1: Right. That's where his came from. Mm-hmm. So what? What has hurt him is that he's only suing her because of that. He's not suing her for domestic violence, which what Well, he's, he's suing
2: her because he lost roles. He lost power to okay, the Caribbean he because lost- of that.
1: He lost a huge role that he made possible. Very popular. So, Pirates of the Caribbean. came out a few years ago. He, has, he lost the, the Pirate movie. Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, so part two of that was supposed to be coming out. Part three. Was it part two or part four. three?
2: It's four movies. Four. Now. He, was he wasn't in three.
1: He wasn't in three. So part four was coming out, and he was supposed to get it. And right after this came Well, out, no, he lost
2: it after two. He was his last one, and then Orlando Bloom had his alone. But he was supposed to be in four. Though. He was supposed to be in three. He got I removed this from was three. four. he got removed from three, but then they were going to do a four and never did it because he wasn't there.
1: So he got removed from
2: three because mm-hmm. of this op ed, right? And four was
1: just canceled all together. Correct.
2: And now they want him back. No, they want him back for four. And he's refusing. He doesn't want to do it.
1: Because of how he was treated Because with of Liz. how he was treated by Disney. And, and it's really, it's... First of all, they are already comparing Amber, his his ex-wife, to Jada Pinkett, which is totally out of control. <laughs> this, this totally left field, out of control. She is making accusation. And I'm not a person that victim, quote-unquote, victim shames... But it's just a lot of stuff that's coming out in audio, not just the people testifying, stuff that she is physically saying out her mouth in the audio clips that lead me to believe that she was very abusive. Then there's been this whole backstory of how she was molested and abused by her father and Johnny Depp watched his father be be physically abused by his mother. And Johnny Depp also went through a lot of physical abuse. So you have these two broken people coming together in a space, uh, trying to be in love and just being very toxic. I'm not saying that Johnny Depp seems very innocent because he is he he has testified to being uh, an alcoholic and a drug abuser. But he is saying not to the extent that he does not remember is his ex-wife is claiming that he was so under the influence that he would be her or be physically abusive towards her, uh, allegedly. And this is what sparked her lawsuit. Well, I'm I'm trying to understand what her defamation lawsuit was. Yeah, I think he wrote a book. Oh,
0: that'll do it. That, mm-hmm. that'll do it. After
2: the not article, doing. I think it was after the article. After that article, he wrote a book.
1: But that was to defend himself because typically, when a man gets accused of something like that, he is guilty, whether he's claimed to once he once he's proved to be innocent or not, he is guilty for life. He's labeled a wife beater mm-hmm. as he physically said when he was on
2: trial. He started losing roles because of it, including um, um, this new movie, um, The Fantastic Beast. Mm. Which was okay. another multi million, hundred dollar, you know, million movie. Yeah. That he was a part okay. of. And now he but doesn't get to the, reprise his role.
1: How it feels though to be in a situation where somebody, I mean, she didn't just go to social media and make a live. She did a whole article. And she was, I remember her being on talk shows. talking I think that the
2: point that he was trying to make though is that we were mutually. Abusive to each other. Don't act like we weren't fighting each other. You started some fights. I started some fights. I think that's where his point is coming from. You acting like yeah. that I was beating you up.
1: No, you some of those fights you won, honey. It was one incident where one of his employees talked about her defecating in the bed. And it was them- like, yeah, it, it was nitpicky. Their relationship it
2: seemed like it was very nitpicky. And she would do some stuff, and he would do some stuff, and she would do
1: some stuff, and then he would do, it was very nitpicky. I think when he, and it, it sounds like when he decided to walk away, that's when all these allegations came out. Mm. And that's so what we're hearing friend now. Friend
2: like from his testimony, he kept saying, "Um, um,
0: um. <laughs> He was trying to- um, Arms
2: um, do- always make me feel like you're lying. <laughs> But he, did, but it he did was very like he believable in what he was and saying. It, it was just, it, it was just like he really? was like remembering on the spot. Like he yeah. didn't like his law. It was almost like his lawyers were doing a bad job at helping him to recover what actually happened. But when he was no, saying what, it, you believed the, him wholeheartedly because.
1: But well, that could be the actor in him. <laughs> well, no, but I just think I think. Probably because of all the drugs. Do you know who and he sounded like, like on the stand? Years ago. Like their marriage dissolved like four or five years ago. You know who he sounded like when he was on the stand? Who? Edward Scissorhands. Well, that's his, but again, I think that's just his personality. Like That's why he was Edward Scissorhands. Uh huh. <laughs> but that's exactly who he gave
2: me. If he had scissors in the hand, I would have been laughing.
1: Yeah. But whenever, and I think that's probably why he don't he don't do a lot of interviews because he comes across very just Edward awkward. Cezanne-ish. <laughs> yeah, and it just and that now we understand why he probably don't do a lot of interviews because that's the person that comes across, and it's probably if it's not. not
0: as if like- it's not
1: when
2: he speak that you hear absolutely Jack Sparrow, then you hear Edward Yeah,
1: yeah. he yeah. gives me
2: that in real life.
1: Yeah, but that's probably why he got... But that's his role. He plays a quirky, real, deep, dark, mysterious individual. And it, it mm-hmm. that don't always translate when you're trying to be engaging with a public. Mm-hmm. So that's probably why he plays the movies, but he doesn't do a lot of press. And if he does, it's like real strategic, probably. But the, the trial is so... And I find myself watching when I'm getting ready in the morning. I watch it on my lunch break. I sometimes go to sleep to it, but it is the dullest. But it's very interesting because I'm just watching expression. I really don't understand much of what he's saying. Uh, but I guess for some reason, her lawyers are fumbling a lot. Like they're they're not doing. It doesn't seem like they're doing their job very well. And 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 I guess there, but she also wanted a mistrial. I'm gonna need for you to stop trying off. to leave off camera.
2: That's what I'm gonna need. For you
1: know I me? Mean? Yes. I'm, I'm You're getting closer and closer computer. to that wall. I don't get you. I'm I'm in a I'm in a chair, so I'm I'm turning around and that's part of it. And the camera's on a different angle now. But um yeah. I just I like watching live uh, court cases, but this one is this different. Different. Like you could tell they both were just two drunks, crazy people together and just fighting and sitting in a bed. And after that, it it got me when she had the video clip that said, "Who's going to believe you?" That that took me out. And then when they tested one, I think it was his assistant or his security officer that testified that she took a shit in the bed. And I said, you know what? This I'm done. I'm done. I'm I'm over. And they had dead pictures of it. I was like, wow. I would believe you. I would believe that she shit in the bed. She looked like the type. And then she blamed it on the dog. Like, the dogs could have done it. But... This is this been I, I don't even know if the news in the last couple of weeks has been interesting, but it's just weird. If she looks weird to me, he looks like creepy weird. And I i can just imagine them two being in love with each other. And he looks so much old. I think he's aged so much. Because I have an image of him in my mind from um him being a young actor so me seeing him like
0: this is like when did this when did he age this much but um I mean well I he is he was, like
1: 60 yeah but I'm just I still have in my mind and I don't really watch a lot of his movies even when he played uh Jack Sparrow he just seemed younger it just feel like well but oh, yeah, we he right. was um yeah. But we all just went
2: through a pandemic, so. Everybody Pirates of the Caribbean first came out uh, in two thousand and three, so that was twenty yeah. years ago. So he was twenty yes. years younger then. Yeah. It just looks different. Like
1: him real life, a real life element, it just feels very different. And very, um, yeah, very different to say the least.
0: Yeah, I thought you 58. would
1: appreciate his ponytail though. His ponytail was always
0: uh, nice. I think you. Uh, what?
1: His point. I said I thought you would appreciate his ponytail. I don't care
0: about his ponytail. He's just
1: bouncy. He had a bouncy <laughs> ponytail. You <laughs> individual. So I, I mean, do we have time to go over your, um,
0: your? Oh, your my, 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 thing about the Supreme Court. Yeah. Uh sure. I don't have anybody to bring on, but we can ask the question. Maybe somebody out there is listening that might have the answer. Because I, I, well, my question
2: is here, I'll go like this the question that I have is if someone says something, I and mean, this is in response to the Supreme Court justices, the one that are there, the are there now. if someone says something during their Senate confirmation hearing and they were asked a direct question. Mm-hmm. And they gave a direct answer while under oath during these confirmation hearings and now are doing exactly what they said they would not do is that not perjury.
1: And this we're specifically speaking about Roe versus Wade. Yeah. The uh abortion, abortion law law. Abortion that has been set in stone. Settled case law. Abortion settled, settled case, case law. law. And now as the, as as they gave, as they set the precedent, now the states have their own individual power to ban. Not
2: it. yet. It hasn't been released yet. But the draft of what their decision is coming out has been leaked.
1: Well, well, no. Well, it, it all, well, state to state can already regulate it, though. It's not. To federally. an extent, it's not to an extent, they can't ban
2: abortion, but they can regulate abortion
0: currently. Right.
2: With this decision from the Supreme Court, they can outright ban abortion. Yeah, that's the new thing.
1: And it, and and but one of the things that I that I've seen, I watched Whoopi go off. I believe that was yesterday's show, where she really let have let the people have it in terms of what this was. And I remember uh, I did a play in college where we spoke about the dangers of where abortions used to be where women would go to hotel rooms with individuals Mm -hmm. who would use coat hangers and, you know, not so sterile hospital equipment, uh, Mm -hmm. stolen often black market equipment to do these abortions and how this law uh, supported women having a safe, clean environment to have an abortion at versus Uh, And she spoke so vividly about it, walking over people's bodies in bathrooms who had attempted to do their own abortions. And how could you, a person who has never had to be pregnant or um, raise a child from rape or incest, speak about a woman's body in a way that you do in terms of creating laws to regulate what they're capable or able to do in those situations. Mm-hmm. Um, one, I'll speak from my perspective. I am not for abortion, but I am for people having the right, families and women having the right to choose what they want to do. I don't mm-hmm. like abortion being an issue where, oops. I don't want this baby. Let's get rid of it. I don't agree with that. That's specifically what I don't agree with. Um, What I, what I do have a problem with though, is somebody telling somebody what they can do with their body because I have a problem with that aspect of it. That is not the entire issue at hand. Because there are more instances of people being raped, molested, uh, cetera. Well, can I ask you a question just to dissect
2: um, mm-hmm. what, what your b- belief is? Um, yeah. When you say you don't believe that mm-hmm. a woman, I don't, I don't want to say a woman, that you, you, that they should not have the right to say, I don't want this baby.
1: And in and, and a scenario of you being, you being irresponsible sexually, then deciding, you know what, let's not have this baby. Or uh, uh, a father pressuring, a, a potential father pressuring a woman to have an abortion. But what's more irresponsible,
2: matter. having the baby that you can't take care of?
1: And I I definitely agree with that. I, I see children every day who are probably products of that. I see, you know, um, I've experienced situations where people were forced to have the child and they really didn't want it. I see all that. I simply don't like it to be. I don't like the the fact that the pill is called Plan B. Mm-hmm. I, that does something to me. It, it affects me. Because, you know, I I look at my situation. Now, I don't know what my mother was thinking when she found out she was pregnant with me. But my mother was in college Mm -hmm. and had to leave college to be able to take care of me and her uh, without my father. Uh, Him dying very young. And Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if that went across her mind. I don't know if that was a thought. I'm glad she did not have go through with it if it was potentially a thought. I don't agree, and she was in a marriage that she was unhappy in. Mm-hmm. I just don't agree with you being reckless and then saying, oh, I can just go take care of that. I don't agree with that. However, I'll still say the same breath. You have the right to choose what you want to do with your body.
2: <laughs> no, no, the reason why I to dissect that is why isn't that all right?
1: Why isn't what all right?
2: Why isn't it all right for if someone did get pregnant and they took, didn't want a baby? Why isn't it all right? But that thought should have happened before you got in that situation. But that was the thought. The the mission wasn't to get pregnant. The oops was the the issue well, in getting when pregnant. When you're
1: having unprotected, the pop sex. condom,
2: the contraceptive, because we all know contraceptives. Are not 100 so there is always yeah. going to be a possibility that's of that oops I mean,
1: baby yes but I'm, I'm speaking from personal experiences and no I'm no i understand yours but i'm just saying
2: say for instance that 16 year old girl who's mm-hmm. having sex she right. used birth control she used condom
0: and oops mm-hmm. i'm pregnant i, I
1: I'm not, I don't want a baby. On, I'm not I do want a baby in the on, future,
2: but I don't want a baby now. What's wrong I'm, with that?
1: I'm personally I'm not speaking on the No, I'm, I'm just giving an example. That was having, an example. I, I'm not I'm not against someone getting an abortion. Right. But I have had friends who have been who have had multiple abortions.
0: And they still saying. go and Even do the still, same behavior. But I look at that
1: child as I look at it as a child still. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I've I've watched them I uh, specifically and that friend may well we're not even friends anymore but that friend has had multiple at least 4 or 5 so uh, so I guess, same guess same. that's
2: the question right there is when do you
0: right. consider the embryo
1: a child man but regardless of when it happens. And then why do we,
2: because they, you know the reason why I'm saying this, it's because when do we change, when do we change it from conceived to birth?
0: Yes. And that's, because that's during always, pregnancy, you're, that's still cons- you're still in them.
2: conception. And that's to
0: and me, then you I birth that's always. A ch- uh,
2: but that's what I'm saying, because there's a difference between being in the womb and being a child, because it's not a child.
1: I think it's just, I think it's- It how will be a child once it's been it. birthed. I think, but I but I also think Republicans have muddied up that issue because I don't really believe they think that. I mm. think that has always been their excuse. However, I believe that, and it's not my faith. It's mm. not, it's just hear, over hearing those conversations or being in the middle of a conversation like that where someone would choose abortion like a refund option, mm. and I, that those are the conversations that I've heard. That's why my idea, because I I never had an opinion about abortion because I never had to be faced with one. Right, being a potential father or being the mother, I never had that choice until I was sitting in an abortion clinic with somebody. I want to say that was her fifth visit, mm-hmm. and nobody. Else- oh, shoot, nobody else would go with her because this wasn't the first time. And I'm I'm understanding that as we, as I'm being, that's being explained to me, but- I've I never did. been faced with it
2: either.
1: I don't think I would want anybody to come with me either. But I'm my assumption was that was her first time. And I know mm. that's not a difficult, I know it is a difficult choice, so me being there, and then it being explained that this has happened to me a few more times than than she would want it to happen, and I, my question is, well, what are you doing to prevent it from happening besides this? Like, why? That, that's it? a great
2: question. That's a great question
1: because I don't, I don't want to, you know. That's
2: mm-hmm. why, I, you know, I feel Republicans are are. are Overstepping, one, because they look at the amount of time somebody, I, I don't even know how to get that information, the amount of times that somebody has had an abortion, and then that's part of it. Because you really shouldn't
0: know, that was that patient's confidentiality that you're trying to, um, you know, ruin
1: somebody's HIPAA law. Um, right. But how do you, but, but my... my and you shouldn't even know that somebody Republican. had an abortion unless they told you. But my 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 issue with Republicans, they make it a religious choice, which is which is illegal anyway, because that's mm-hmm. not supposed to be separation of states. That's not even supposed to be a, associated with this becoming a law.
2: Mm-hmm. Your religious beliefs are your religious beliefs. That's
1: what exactly. And that's, that's, what that's what the whole what Constitution I, I says. You have the religion. freedom of
2: religion, but it's not the freedom of preaching your religion to everybody.
1: Yeah. And I, and even within me saying that I, I am a Christian, mm-hmm. but my, my belief in it has nothing is not connected to that because I think that's, those issues not. should not be crossed in that way. Mm-hmm. I think I, a part of me feels like there, there's a small group of individuals and that's mothers and fathers alike who use this like a refund system. However, I know the larger majority of the of the uh, abortions are for other reasons. My
2: only question to the using it as a refund system
0: mm-hmm. is I don't even know if it's a question. It's more it's probably more so a statement. <laughs> um, why not? Is it not their right? And does that have something to do with you?
1: Well, well, my belief stops at it being my belief. I'm mm-hmm. not going to stand outside. Not of particularly, them.
2: you. That was I'm just I was just grave out, threw out some questions. I understand,
1: but just to make that clear for me, it's that is my belief, but that's where my belief stops. Mm-hmm. Because well, you, are the reason why I asked that question is because, because you only be know bars, that particular person had five abortions. What they can do with their body. My my belief would
2: never go that far. Yeah. But my reason why I was asking that question, because you only know that particular person probably had five abortions, it could be more, is because they told you. But had they not said anything, you wouldn't know anything about the abortions. That But that was the problem when you involve people in your medical decisions, though. That's where Mm -hmm. that problem comes in. Because if you wanted something to stay confidential and you shouldn't have never brought anybody into it and you shouldn't have never said anything, then the same thing goes for this abortion thing in the first place. Stop talking about your doctor's visits. Just go to the doctors. Please go to the doctors. But don't talk about your visit unless you want people to talk about your visit.
1: Well, I mean, yes, because Because that would be an issue if everybody wasn't talking about their abortion. But see, that that eliminates trouble in terms of the con- controversy behind it. But those same doctors that work in those clinics, private or public or nonprofit, they still report the number of abortions that are happening. Which is, uh, which is fine, just like we you know how many heart
2: attacks and, and that all that kind of stuff goes about. But it becomes a problem when people start talking about their abortions. Like we are talking about a now, industry and if you're going to use it, irregularly or for the fact that you like having sex
1: and i'm and i'm and i'm saying to you that's what formulated my opinion of mm-hmm. it because i culturally mm-hmm. when you have a uh a, a, think it goes both two different ways where it happens and we know it happens but it's not really talked about but then you have people who brag about it as if it's a refund system. And those and that's people typically have an unsafe,
2: an unsafe opinion of sex. Yes. Yeah. Where they think they have to have it all the time from as many people as they can find, which is mostly the male population in the Black community who wants to have so many people under their belts that it doesn't make sense to me either.
1: But I mean, but we can't negate that these women are having the sex with them. no. I'm not like, saying that, but we got to also call choose. out the
2: problem. Right, is that oh, we we like sex. We we want to talk about it. We want to rap about it. We want to sing about it, and then we want to act on it. But we act on it yes. with no regard to the consequences.
1: And there are, there are a lot of children that are born into those situations where I can see how much of a struggle it is. And how much of, you know. If you're a youth and you grow up being bombarded
2: with rap with me, I'm not going to call out rap music, but it's in all music. Where music is saying, um, every city I'm in, I got a hoe.
0: Seven o'clock.
2: Yeah. Yeah. What do you want to do? What do you want to do now? Well, oh, I want to be just like
1: them. I'm going to have me a hoe in every city. And I, all all of that goes into my belief because I think all of it is interconnected. And I feel like we all need to, uh, because at the end of the day, whether you bring that child into the world or not, there's gonna be a trauma marker bookmarked in that moment. Mm -hmm. Whether it be you are in a cycle of feeling, every time I go through this, I can just have this uh, happen. Or on the flip side of it, you feel like I should not have the right to do this to my body because you feel like your tax dollars are paid for it. I, I think that that's a problem. I think that it is definitely a problem because the alternative is women going into hotel rooms having illegal abortions yeah. and' dying so then then what? like I, I me doing that play. And being introduced, because I have family members who have who have been to that clinic several times for that reason. And it's it's normal to them. Like, but and on the same time, I, I just i also learned the history behind it and how many women we lost because it was illegal for people to have it. It's not gonna stop people from getting abortions, Mm-mm. it's just gonna stop the healthy environment in which they're having it in and who's to say they're not just gonna go to another state to have it or country or country exactly where the regulations are totally off from out
3: Mm -hmm.
1: and they still die in the process or in the recovery process of it as they do with you know reconstructive surgery so i just feel like one, it it does not need to be anybody's law. It definitely needs to be monitored in terms of how do we prevent this from even getting to this point. But I think people, like I'm a person that that feels the father should be in on a decision. I, right. I really do. And if, if he wants the child, then you have it and give it to him. Mm-hmm. And just relinquish any of your rights to it if that's what you feel. I've seen
2: that happen before. I, I've seen that happen before too, but I don't think it's—I don't think it's his response. I don't think it's his right, in actuality, because be what option, you do is, is that you take you then by him saying he wants this child. You still mm-hmm. take the right of that woman away from her.
1: Well, I mean, but at that point, it's a mutual decision. It wouldn't be
2: if he, he doesn't. She doesn't want it, it, and he does. That's not a mutual decision.
1: But it's it's not forcing anybody because Your if buddy, you, you force her to come to term, a baby, she ain't won. But I'm but I'm saying if you have the conversation, because nobody I, I don't even if it's something leisure that you do, I think it still takes the part of anybody and those individuals who have chosen. Okay, I'm gonna have this baby, but she's taking care of it. I'm not, I don't works if I
2: could take this baby out of my body and put it in the incubator. That would work that way. That route would work. But if I got to if I have to go through the whole entire emotions of being pregnant and never having experienced what it's like to be pregnant, mm-hmm. then that's not fair. That's not right. It's Why not, would you put I me mean, through something like fair. that if I'm not ready or mentally prepared have, but, to be a mother? But that is
1: just a it's not. It's not a law, it's not a rule that you have to give it to the father. It's still a, just another option. No, and no, I got your option. Your no, I, was, I, was, I was
2: creating the double advocacy the for why I don't think that would be okay. Because if I told you as the woman that I don't want to have a baby and you
1: want the baby,
2: then you got to carry this baby. How can I pull this out of me to give it to you
1: but and I, put I, it I, in I your body? Still, because at me sitting in that office with that friend at the time, That was one of the options that were Mm -hmm. brought up. That's the whole importance of a Planned Parenthood, separate from just a regular doctor's office because Mm -hmm. they give you those options in terms of you can can have the baby adopted. Does the father or the family want the baby? Mm -hmm. You know, uh, would you give this baby up for adoption or do you want to put it in foster care? So they typically try to lean you towards the option of having the baby Mm -hmm. and then making a decision as to what you want to do with it. They don't typically give you, okay, so you want an abortion? Okay, let's do this.
0: Right.
1: Like that, they try to give you those other options. Which is the counselor part of it. Correct. Right. So that, I'm just saying, let there be options. And many of these, many people go into this that, and I'm speaking about the people that I've experienced. And
2: I know you're talking about repetitive people that have done it repetitively. Because they go straight in there. They'd be like, well, I don't need to hear all that. I heard it the last time I had an abortion. Can we just get this over with?
1: <laughs> and now that, that's what my, and, and sitting there next to my friend, that was what her attitude was. And mm-hmm. I was very shocked. This was a young lady in college. And I would, and it just, and not to say because you're in college, you should think differently, but it really did affect me that she could not, that she could just make a decision that abruptly. After four or five times, it was very disturbing to me.
0: That is means that you, you have no receive? connections
1: to your children, or or to this process, rather. I'll say it to the mm. process, and that that worried me. That somebody could be that detached from something that brings forth life. That mm. is that was my angle. That was my perspective. That you could be that detached And, and I want to say it was that was the fifth time. I want to say that. But yeah, I but also yeah, know I understand where you're coming from. Though, I was never sitting in the room with them, and while they made the choice, that was my yeah. first time sitting in a room. But I could imagine if I was the father, having to be in that situation, I, it would it would devastate me. Mm-hmm. It would really devastate me. You have your right body, but it
0: would devastate
2: you. But a woman has to learn fast. And, you know, in that process, she has to learn. But, but, and, and and speaking directly to your friend, because she had multiple, she has to learn in that moment, especially mm-hmm. in the first time, how am I going to be able to cope with this and live with it for the rest of my life and then get back to school and continue to work?
1: But uh, That's a conscious decision re- that we will never if, be able if, to understand. If she was thinking it, I know there's at least one other person who felt the same. She was totally. She had totally to detach herself from it, and mm-hmm. that's how she was dealing with. But it. she had to. She had to. She had to, or she would have never but, recovered. But the the issue for me was the, the one times, maybe two, but after you get to three, four, five, I am concerned at that point. I'm not. I don't think you're concerned, I but I can you. tell you from that I'm perspective.
3: I'm just
2: concerned, just from my experience of people that had multiple um, um, abortions, that each and every time it's not that they forget it that it's not that they lose track on what they've done and how many mm-hmm. that they've had they
0: don't forget that it's not that it's that okay. how am i going to continue to live after doing this
3: they got to put that honest it's, honest a, it's a
0: mental compartment me. a, a, a mental compartmentalizing
2: something traumatic so they can continue to progress but they had they they clouded it and this is the right decision for me because this
1: is going to ruin my life. Well, that's 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 where my concern comes from because if the behavior did not change, now, I hate that we two men talking time. about
2: this. I really, really do.
1: It, it, I mean, well, it, because that's this conversation has to happen for the legislation of it not to happen. And I feel like the Republicans refuse to even talk about it. Mm -hmm. And I don't believe every Republican is a Christian or has this starch religious standpoint, but they stand on that as if they do. That's the problem.
2: Abortion is a case by case situation. You probably can. I I mean, I'm sure it's a lot of children that have been saved from abortion because Mm -hmm. Of the counseling because right. of the servicing that is already in place because of being able to go to your doctor and talk to them about it there is right. probably a lot of children that made it full term and got into foster care or went to another parent or any mm-hmm. of that i that's that's the obstructionism that this rule change is making because this has been settled away law. the options. this has been Dealt with as far as how we deal with what you know what transpires when an abortion happens, all mm-hmm. of that stuff has been settled. You're bringing this back up for what political purposes? Only because this is something that you could never do and never have overturned in the past because you didn't have the power. This is more so a but power I be, trip.
1: I would be so because of the historical information that I've learned. I would be mortified if that became a law. A part of me feels that that would never happen on the Supreme Court side, despite all of their interference and distractions and this negative practices. However, I am more concerned on the state levels that even the restrictions or the defunding of, because you you are quick to defund a healthcare system, but you don't want to defund the police system. Mm-hmm. So, and I know that's jumping topics, but it's just amazing to me that this group of people are so comfortable with this over here being heavily restricted, but I, you, me telling you put your damn mask on is a problem. It just, it, it, it would concern me if this type of law, being as though they're doing it backstabbingly under the radar, it concerns me because I know how many women who have lost their lives from illegal abortions. Mm -hmm. And if you're gonna have one, I would rather it be by someone who is qualified in a safe, sterile location Mm -hmm. versus. In somebody's fucking Motel Six on North Avenue, or in a back alley, right? On a back alley, or in somebody's apartment or basement. Like I, I just don't. It's 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 several plays about this. It's several you know movies about this. It's it's definitely it's gruesome. You know the amount of people who they just found bleeding out because they had a hanger lodged up inside of them. And that was what that that was their tool of choice. A, a wire hanger. That that would disturb me. And the fact that people are so comfortable making this a law just to say we got one is disturbing to me. It's very disturbing because when we think about this, we automatically think the black and brown populations. But the white women are in there sucking them, getting them babies sucked out just like every other race of people are. Um, not to make it seem so, you know, gruesome, but that's what it is. You know, but I would be devastated. I I would I really would, and I don't know what I could do on a local or federal level to lend my voice to it or what could I do uh, in support of it. That's where I that's the next step for me. Because as I as when we talked about this, Despite me being very sleepy that despite me being very oh, sleepy when, that's when that I called night. You. <laughs> right. I woke up the next morning and it was fresh on my mind, like, what the hell was we talking about? But at the same time, it really was it it despite my belief. And I believe uh I remember Sunny Hostet on the view saying the same thing. She has very uh moderate belief systems, even though she is a, a Catholic and her spirituality is at the forefront, you still have compassion for the lives of people. And I don't want anybody killing themselves to save themselves, mm-hmm. so to speak. And that's where I'm at. Like, I'm, I, I, if it's going to happen, I want it to be in a safe environment by a professional versus somebody who just, you know, got a bunch of wire hangers. Right. So that that's that's where I lie on it. I'm not in judgment of anybody. Um, after experiencing that one incident, it really did shape how I thought about it because if that person felt that way, I know there were others. However, I know they don't speak for the majority or even a larger section of the population. Despite oh no! It's, it's it's right now a
2: 70-30 split basically from a, a, an American standpoint that is mm-hmm. um, seventy for leaving abortion alone thirty meaning.
1: No, I meant like the people who actually are going through with the abortions.
2: Oh oh oh! Participating in the act,
1: right? So I know I know those people who people who the Republicans are trying to say, hey, look at these people, just they're having abortions recreationally. You know, mm. I know that that does not exist in the same space as, you know, the people who do it out of health reasons or physical reasons or whatever. I just, that, I mean, me, I, I, I
2: understand your position. I, I just don't, if you don't want a child, it, should it be shouldn't be up to your opinion or who I talk or on who. I'll go to to get my abortion because I didn't want a child. Rather, I had one last year, the year before, the year before that,
1: the year before that. It, feel, if it was your daughter, wouldn't you feel more comfortable her going to a space that's going to give her... But again, But again, just, just from the inference of what, what you started her.
2: with, you said if it was my daughter, right? Mm-hmm. I'm telling you, from what I said, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that it's not my opinion that counts here. No, I'm just, but I'm just saying, wouldn't
1: This would be want my daughter's decision for that person for them to be in a space because they're they're trying to get rid of and get rid of spaces like Planned Parenthood. Mm-hmm. No, that's something. what I'm saying. But
2: that was—I mean, just from what you started with, you was like, "It's rid of it was my daughter." Again, I have to take myself out of it because that would mean me then again put my opinion on what my daughter's decision will wholeheartedly be. Because if she wanted to have that that. That's her decision for an abortion. It's not my responsibility
1: to tell her no. So I can't be... No, and I don't think that's anybody... That's not even her responsibility. I feel like it... it, and, And us guiding and making health... Helping each other make healthier decisions. Having one option is dangerous. You know, just like even you know, getting rid of a child. I can't just leave my child in a basket outside of a, a police department. I, I should have the options of knowing there's a healthier, more practical, you know, way of doing this. I can, I, there are agencies, there's state agencies, there are private agencies, you know, there are churches that could help you make a choice. And it's not somebody telling you what to do, but just giving you options. That's mm-hmm. just, I just want the, that's my whole thing. Like I, I don't agree with them defunding those health clinics because that's giving individuals, especially the people who can't afford those options, better options. Mm-hmm. It's much more like, I, I hate the fact that we all know that it costs $400 to get an abortion. Like, I hate the fact that we know that, like that's, that's, that's like public knowledge. That we focus on how much it costs, you know
0: what one, one thing that no one ever um when we're that's why I said I,
2: I hated that we don't have a woman on here talking about this with us because one thing that we don't never think about too, well yes, it's your voice, it's my damn face, so imagine that <laughs> one thing we don't never think about too is in the decision to have an abortion right um is the aspect of. That person, like, uh, well, just speaking on the fact that she was like, there are other options. The other options only can be is to carry this baby to term, right? Because mm-hmm. that's it. Either you abort it at this point now, or carry it to term, and then your other options open up to you. But you still have to carry it to term. If that child or whoever the
0: person is is not prepared to deal with living the start of motherhood.
2: That is typically the difficult decision to make because I understand that there are
0: other options, but all the other options mean I have to carry this baby to term.
1: Part of me feels that... But I'm not ready to be a mother. I and get carrying that. carrying a baby to terms makes you a mother immediately. I get that. And I was looking, and, and what is crazy is and us talking, like I really, I don't like doing much before I go to bed because I wake up with those things on my mind, and mm-hmm. it makes me really mad at you because then <laughs> I'm, I'm searching the internet for statistics that say. Well, that means my job woman, was done. <laughs> if a woman is encouraged, so if a woman was encouraged to have the baby and then give it up for adoption versus just aborting the baby, how many of those women? have subsequent abortion trips. Mm. like How many of them come back in the same situation versus someone who just simply goes to get an abortion? Mm -hmm. So that's where my mind went with it. Like, I think it would be, and this is my hypothesis, I think it would be less likely for that person to need an abortion again, or want to take that route again, if they were forced to have the full-term pregnancy and then give it up. Mm. I just, a part of me feels like that would not happen as much.
2: Mm. I just, I mean, a lot of this is, I don't know what it is about people's fascination for having raw sex these days.
0: But that's where a lot of this is coming from. A lot of people are just going raw. (laughs)
1: I mean, it happens when people wear condoms. I mean, condoms. Break. No, I know that
2: part, but to, in today's world,
0: it, it's it's just a lot of raw. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't like that for us growing up. One thing that
2: we knew about was the. I mean, I can't say that either because those oopses were raw incidences too.
1: But I just, I just, I, I, I'm not saying it's a young thing. But I just think people don't be no, that's the feeling. Well thing and that that comes from another that's that's why I say the conversation has to happen and Republicans specifically need to be forced to have the conversation because and I don't know what environment that would be in, but it needs to happen because you are attacking a symptom, you're not attaching yourself to, let's prevent this, the source, from happening. And you want to worry about people getting abortions. It'll still happen, but it would not be where it is because it's a number of reasons. You know, poverty just seems to be at the top of that source, but rich people have abortions. They don't even talk about it because they can go to that private doctor and let that happen.
2: I didn't have the phone lines on, but they are on now. Um, if anybody wanted to call, want to comment. Or complaint. Or complaint. I mean, I would love a ben. woman to be on here that's to give an opinion. I mean, because this is not my it's, <sighs> I I shouldn't be making this decision for you because it shouldn't be a decision that needs to be made. If you want this process, (laughs) this medical procedure, if you want this procedure as a woman, you should be able to have this procedure as a woman, as long Mm -hmm. as it's done safely and conveniently in the privacy of your own doctor's
1: office. Period. I I definitely agree with that. I I, I definitely agree with that because the alternative for me should not even be an option. no. We shouldn't even be having an opinion on it because it has nothing to do with us.
2: This is a medical procedure that happens between the, the woman and whoever is the medical professional in the, in the room with her. And then that is, should be what it is. And then whether you want to give them counseling and all that kind of stuff, that is the decision for your medical provider
1: to give you. I, and I agree with that. However, However, if, if you we, uh, if I get you however is, if you are like a couple. This, if we allow rules like this and laws like this to be passed, it will become our issue. Cause then we have to begin to bury all these women. And and you oh, right, right. When the when the results are, you know, in
2: a, in the wrong. But I don't even think this should be like a law type of situation mm-hmm. because that's not how our medical system is set up. It's not set up by laws, it's set up by procedures. Right. When the new medical procedure comes out, Congress doesn't see it first. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Abortion is a medical procedure. It should not be in front of Congress to make a law to allow me to abort a baby. It's not
1: that. That's not what it is. Well, I think the open door that made this argument possible is because. Of the clinics. Um, But that's
2: why this was never brought before Congress, is Mm -hmm. my point. It was never brought before Congress to make it into a law because it was done through lawsuits. The Planned Parenthood lawsuit, the 1973 Roe v. Wade lawsuit, whether it should be allowed to be a medical procedure or not. It should not be up to us. It should more so be up to the American Medical Association
0: making it a procedure. I don't
1: even think, I mean... That's where I mean. That's where the in codes come of, from. That's why I said. In terms of how the procedure is done, yes, but I think it needs to be even less uh, public than that. I think it's. I think it's very much so a personal decision. But I mm-hmm. think the the the. But it's a uh, personal the,
2: decision between you and your medical professional. Right, and, and the regulation One of the things that doctor, I learned was. I didn't
1: say anything like that. I said professional. Right. When One of the things that I learned once Trump was in office, which I did not know this, that the bulk of Planned plan Parenthood money comes from private donors. It's not even a, a portion of it, maybe like a third or less than that comes from the government. But so, it's not
2: for abortions. That's where they always try to inflate the issue. That's what I'm that saying, the money that they that, get from the that, federal government isn't from see, a, that's their abortion. Argument.
1: That normally is their argument, though. And you still got to give them dollars once I learned how their budget is broken down, like they they provide other services. Mm-hmm. They provide other services, mammograms, STD testing, uh, across the board, so many things like... But it's, actual a, it's, it's, it's an parenting. actual,
2: that, that's the, like you said, it's an actual doctor's office.
1: <laughs> but it's a community center beyond that. It's yeah. just not just the medical side of that. There's a lot of therapeutic... And planning goes on, and, and my my uh, connection with it was I used to do I used to be in an acting troupe that was sponsored by Planned Parenthood, and we would go around doing medical announcement type things mm-hmm. to uh, special groups of people. But people don't even realize all that happens within that building. It's it's mostly medical, but a big portion of it is. Community engagement, supporting people and planning their families, you know like really, like once you have the family, what do we do? How do we help you take care? There's a lot of parenting classes that happen for both parents in that space, but people are people always like to jump on the spiritual side, they like to jump on the financial side, and that's all they have. They have nothing else to to really go by. And I, I think that's right, because your
2: church is not gonna be the one that's
0: helping you with that baby. At
1: well, all. I think on want them tides. People be on it. But yeah, I I definitely agree. Uh, you know I am. Despite my just this despite my uh, opinion, I definitely agree people have the right to choose. And I think we should um Give them that space, but we, I mean, n- we you need. To you know, if you're to your pastor and say, as well, you know, if so you what? had to go to your pastor and say,
0: "Pastor, I can't take care of this baby. Um, what should I do?" Your pastor gonna say, "You're gonna have this baby because
2: pastor can I, mean, I have the money to take care of this baby?" Oh no,
1: we don't. Do that I mean, anymore. and in some cases, that's that's exactly what happens. Mm-hmm you know, being in the church, I've seen plenty of churches rally around women. And, and what they tell them. you is that
2: you can recommit a sin,
1: and it's not one. Well, I've, well see, I, I think that is a, that's a misunderstanding in terms of radical individuals. Mm-hmm. A lot of churches aren't as traditional as people would think they are. A lot of those evangelical and, and, uh, Uh, radical spiritual spaces are like that Mm. but they don't necessarily make up the majority either there are a lot of churches that have had to start doing wraparound services for expecting mothers because there's such a large you know issue of it it's not just the little hot fast girl that get pregnant now now the pastor's daughter is who is subsequently the hot fast girl is getting pregnant. And, you know, it's, it's not one or two anymore. It's five, six, seven, eight, nine cents. You know, so a lot of churches have had to pivot in that space and make space for uh, those situations that happen. I think a lot of those Republican-led or spaces have deemed it necessary to still condemn those people. And that's just that's just certain religions, uh, and it's not the religion; it's certain people yeah. who well, then lead churches like that. That are the problems, because I know all the churches that I've gone. Remember the guy, all the S. Felder, mother's ministry. I'm switching topics real
0: quick. Remember the guy, mm-hmm. S. Felder. The who? Sean Felder. Remember that name. What is that? He was Guess in prison. From,
1: he was a. He was from
0: where? He was in prison. He wrote a book.
2: He sent us the book know? about what happened to him and that, you know, and and um let me hit the energy drink.
1: Oh yeah, 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 yeah.
2: I didn't read the book though. I will tell you about it. I mean, it has nothing to do with what we're talking about now, but I think it's time to go.
1: Oh yeah. He won That's yeah. oh, what yeah. I was getting at. He won the um the case. He just emailed me. Oh wow. So he's is he home?
2: That I don't know, but I guess that would uh, Be something that you could talk to him about if you bring him away. (laughs) That's that's why I brought it up.
1: After we met him.
2: No, he was in jail the entire time. And he had a publicist that was doing the work for him on the outside.
1: Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, y'all remember. It Mm -hmm. be so many people. I think it be a lot of people.
2: But yeah, he just wrote back um, and said he won his retaliation case.
1: What did, what did they do with that time? You can win all you want to, but what did they do with that time? Not, that's what I, yeah, I don't
2: know. That's all he said is
1: that we he won. Because I'm still waiting for the guy who created the, I did the interview with uh, on his burner phone, uh, who was the designer in jail, who was doing the fashion show Oh, the one that made it to Wendy. Right, I'm still um, waiting for him to get out of jail. mm mm-hmm. But he's he doing fashion shows and shit. He's doing fashion shows on his cell phone in jail. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so this has been an interesting uh, artist exchange. May is an interesting month for me. It starts out really rough. Uh, my dad's birthday is on April the 30th, uh, and he died the day after his birthday, May 1st. Um, I have a lot of family members and friends, including myself, who were born in May. Um, Mother's Day is in May. Uh, actually, Mother's Day is this weekend. So shout out to your moms. Uh, don't forget to say hello and send a flower or send something and uh, support and in love of them. Um, I'm going to tell you, Instacart has made it easy. For me, because I've been I sent my mother's crabs one year and I sent her dinner one year. Just it's so, so simple. Go to Instacart. You can send flowers. You can send something to eat. I I thought about sending her groceries this year. Uh, but yeah, shout out to all the mothers that make it possible, even though we just finished talking about all the damn mother issues. But uh, <laughs> shout out to all the mothers this weekend. Um, you know, yeah, happy Mother's Day. This has been an artist. Oh, campaign. Mother's Day this
0: weekend?
1: Yes, it is. It's Sundown. Oh, okay, no. I know. Boy, I'll be praying for Marty sometime because he just do he's so consistent with it. But that's, I can give him that. He's very consistent with his uh, craziness. Sorry. Very consistent. If I'll say nothing else, he's consistent. He's very consistent. Um, I don't know what that means
0: after, but he's consistent. Jesus Um, ain't say that. Who was that? (laughs) Who was that?
2: Oh, Amorosa. That was Amorosa. She said Jesus ain't say that.
0: Oh, I just said he was consistent. That's it. I'm
1: just very consistent. Um, but uh so this month we have an interesting on the 14th, we're doing a sip and paint here uh at Big Exposed. Re- oh, I say Big Exposed. the Artist Exchange, no, Best Out <laughs> Jewelry Studio. I'm sorry, it's been a long week. Um, so sip and paint, we have a uh, that's our pop-up for the 14th. We're only doing two um weekends this month the 14th and the 28th. Um, the 28th, we have a different pop-up coming up. Uh, and then we are also on the 28th doing the Black to the Future event at Be More Green. Um, so come out to that. That's a networking event. You get free head shots, um, uh, some massages, and what else? A good network. We have a good network lined up for this this cycle so shout out to everybody i'm gonna go get me a nap and start fresh tomorrow give me something to eat um so come on by bash blue jewelry studio this weekend 11 to 7 sunday 11 to 7 uh 1734 maryland avenue and don't forget the artist exchange radio show comes on every friday at 5 p.m eastern standard time live only on be check us out on be and bigxposemedia.com. And we're on all major platforms. Look at the top of the screen. You'll know where to find us Instagram, Facebook, share, like, and subscribe to our page. And we'll be here. Peace out, people. Thank you.